Hello and welcome to Side Hustle. I'm your host, Brooke Andreas, and on this podcast, I'll be chatting with people who have an interesting side hustle or hobby outside of their nine to five commitments. In this episode, I chat with Grace Martin-Bates, who is the owner of Salacia Swim, a locally sourced sustainable swimwear brand based on the Gold Coast. Grace studied economics and marketing and also received a scholarship to study sustainable economics in Italy during her final year of uni. Grace aims to educate and raise awareness about sustainability and heavily promotes body positivity and female empowerment through her brand. In this episode, Grace shares her tips, tricks and mistakes to avoid when starting and running a small business, plus much more. Here's Grace. Hello, Grace, and welcome to the podcast. Thank you. So, how have you been? I've been good. How have you been? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. So, let's get right into it. What is your side hustle and what is your nine to five? So, my side hustle is Salacia Swim and my nine to five, I have three part-time jobs. So, two are marketing positions and then my final one is... I work for an environmental consultancy firm. Okay, so it's a bit of a mixture there. How did you get into marketing and then also environmental consultancy? So um, I actually studied at Griffith University and I did a Bachelor of Commerce majoring in economics and marketing. And I loved marketing, but I found a real passion for like the economic side of sustainable and environmental practices. Um, And during that time, I even had the opportunity to receive a scholarship to study in Milan, Italy. Uh, And on that exchange exchange program, I studied sustainable economics. Mm, That's super cool. Mm. And I guess that leads into what Salacia Swim is. So tell us what what it's all about. Yep. So Salacia Swim is a sustainable swimwear label that really promotes body positivity and all about uh, creating an empowering community of women. I got the name originally Salacia from the Roman goddess of the sea, which I learned about in high school. So years before I even started the brand. And I've just always been really inspired by empowering women and people that want to make a change in the world, whether it be through motivating people or through saving the planet. I think that's fantastic, especially <laughs> because no, because I feel like we need more of that in yeah. businesses and and people to be conscious of, of that. Definitely. Um, but you said that you kind of started um, in high school. Is that right? You started, well, started thinking about the yeah. idea back then? I started thinking about it in high school and I didn't actually do start the business until I had one year to go of university. So I didn't start even planning or anything for three and a half years after I'd finished high school. So it's really been an idea that's been brewing in my mind for a long time. Mm. And what held you back from, I guess, starting it back then? Uh, I definitely think in high school, I had a massive fear of judgment, I guess, like anyone does when they start a business. Uh, I really thought about what will people think of me? Will people support me? Will they like my designs? Uh, I even drew my designs in high school and there's still the fir- the designs of the first collection that I use. So this, the designs really stuck with me as well. And I just overall just didn't believe in myself. 
And I think I needed to go through a bit more personal development before I could really take the leap. And who encouraged you? Was it you that encouraged yourself to start just one day or or was there a a bit of support behind the idea? Uh, There was definitely a bit of support. Uh, It was like 50% me, but then 50% of people around me. Uh, I have an amazing partner and he really always pushes me to do whatever I put my mind to and he really really believes in me and same with my older sister she really both of them together really empowered me and made me feel like I could do anything I want and I will succeed in anything I do so they were definitely my two main people that helped me take the leap and really helped me um, supported me along the way I've, you know, we've had a chat before the podcast and one thing uh, when we started talking initially through Instagram was I couldn't find who was behind (laughs) Salacious Swim. You know, you reached out to the the side hustle Instagram and I was like, I don't want to be creepy, but I don't know who, who, like, who am I talking to? Like, can I have your personal Instagram because I don't know who I'm talking to? And then you were telling me that there's a reason behind why you didn't um, have your name with Salacia. Yeah, I really, it's back to that whole um, fear of judgment, I guess. And I was just, I'm such a perfectionist. Like everything I've done in life, I have always made sure it is perfect. And I think with this, I just kept thinking to myself, you know what? I won't tell anyone. If I start it and it fails, I'm just going to fully act like it did not happen. That was not even a segment of my life. No one will know. No one will have opinions, thoughts like, oh, she started a business and it didn't work out. But, and then that was the first collection's whole mentality. And then the second collection came and I was like, oh, wow, like I'm on to my second collection. This is going all right. But I still just made up excuses in my head. I was like, still, I'm not ready to let people know. Maybe for the third collection, I'll have things even better and bigger than ever. And I just kept putting it off. And when it got to the third collection, I was like, okay, I love the designs. They're my favorite. I'm really happy with my packaging. I'm happy with the website. I'm really happy with the whole presentation. I would be so fine if everyone saw it now because I was just so genuinely happy and proud of myself with what I have. And... Yeah, I was like, well, if I'm going to come come out of the closet, I'm going to come out in a big way and uh, throw an event. Yeah, <laughs> so that's what I did. And how was the event? And what, oh. what did that look like? So the event I actually held in Burley Head. So it was on the water, the most amazing venue um, at Burley Head Surf Club. They were the most amazing people. Go them. Yeah, so I basically had – it was a catwalk event. So I had six models – all different shapes, sizes, types, different everything because I wanted to show that I am really about diversity and I want to be body positive. So all my girls, they did a catwalk and they did each collection. So I have three collections and everyone at the event, I had influencers, photographers, videographers, some friends and family that also didn't know. So it was a bit of a shock for everyone and But yeah, overall, the event was a catwalk showcasing my three collections and me coming out. So Mm -hmm. I had an MC and they kind of introduced me. They were like, and the owner is 
Grace, <laughs> did, you, did you get some shock from friends and family? Yes, I had some looks in the crowd. I was, they were like, <laughs> how could you keep this from me? Oh, yes, I've had people go, oh, my whole life is a lie. I was called Hannah Montana and I was just cracking up. But it was so many, like coming up to the day, all of my family and friends that did know were like, you are oddly calm. And it was such a surreal feeling for me because it'd been this massive build up and it was like this part of my life that I'd kind of, it was my baby. Mm -hmm. I'd kept it to myself. So leading up, I was oddly calm. And then on the day two, I was even more oddly calm the whole day because I think I was still processing that. Now, I think I just kept the, this is Salacious Swim, this is Grace. Mm. I kept the two separate and the thought of bringing them together, my mind just couldn't comprehend. Yeah. Yeah. But it was, I've felt so amazing since then, since then and the support that I've received has been more than I could have ever imagined. Even from people that I went to high school with like mm. five years ago, I haven't spoken to have reached out so it's been a really nice experience for me would you have changed that in like for instance if you were to go back would you have released your name with it at the start now that you know the support or would you have still liked it to be kind of set up before you announced it personally I mean there's pros and cons to each because for the first two collections I really didn't have as much as supportive as I've had for this third collection. But in saying that, I think I needed the time to wrap my head around and it's just how I am. I am a perfectionist. So I really needed that time to make sure I'm happy with everything. Mm. And yeah, just in general, I I wasn't ready. Now, if I did start another business, I would tell people straight away because I think I've, like I did a lot of personal development courses throughout the the first two collections Mm. And so I think I've really grown as a person and an entrepreneur and I'm much more confident and comfortable within myself and I'm more so, I'm less fearful of judgment now. Like, of course, there's still that little, oh, I hope everyone likes my designs, but in a whole, I'm definitely more just open and I, like, what I think is what, is what matters, not what other people yeah, think. Definitely. Is definitely more of my mindset. Well, that's good. It sounds like you've grown not in not even just in learning how to set it up and what's involved and all of that, but it's also sounds like it's really helped you to grow personally oh, and just definitely. to believing in yourself as mm. well. Um, one thing as well, some people with their businesses they like to show their face, you know, on, in their stories and go, you know, what what design do you like best? And then get, get that kind of um, the consumer feedback to mm. then kind of make um, changes to products or services or whatever that, mm. that they're offering. Do you see yourself now that your name is attached to it kind of being more present on Slacia or do you think you're still going to kind of keep the distance uh, between them? No, I think I am going to be a lot more present and especially like a lot more present on my personal page and Salacia because I do want people to know what like who I am what I'm about and just really get a sense of you're buying from a business but you're buying from a person like I do that happy dance in my room when you buy from me like Mm. I think that that's really important so I will definitely be asking people 
hey, which design do you like better? Uh, I want to hear from you. What colors are you into right now? Because mm-hmm. uh, obviously I don't know everything. I just do what I think I love and my five closest friends love. But what we love might not be what everyone else loves. Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah, I'll definitely be doing that. And I think that's one thing that people say when you start a business or if mm-hmm. you're offering a, a new product or, or whatever it might be, they say don't go to your closest friends or family because you know if they are supportive then they're going to be like yep amazing yep, yep, <laughs> yeah yeah and if they're not supportive then that's going to put you know another another kind of I don't know it's really hard with um, family I find like um and friends too it's sometimes the feedback even though they're trying to help you can still it's your baby so you can still like be like please don't say that's about yeah. my brand <laughs> I feel like as well I'm saying this to a friend about business names or a business product or Mm. sometimes when you go to people you care about and you're like oh you know I'm thinking about this name for my business and it's like if you were to talk to someone and go I'm thinking about naming my kid this oh you know and then if they say oh that's or if they give you a weird look (laughs) and then you can start doubting yourself whereas if you've got it in place and you've got things up and running and you're like hey this is my product they're, they're not as likely, you know, exactly. especially when you have a kid and, and and you're like, oh, its name's Oliver. And they're like, oh, wow, that's so lovely. You <laughs> yeah. know, they're not going to say, oh, that's a terrible name yeah. to the, to the, yeah. the new Take board. it back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I definitely, because Salacia is a very unique name. It's not very, um, like, stock standard. You don't hear that word very often. And a lot of people go, why Salacia? Or they struggle pronouncing it so I definitely had that at the start with my name mm-hmm. uh, so I've just found I do exactly what you said I just do it and then I go here you go this is what I've done yeah. and everyone's happy as yeah. Larry there's no judgment there. yeah I think this is really good for people to hear about is any mistakes that you have made that you could warn people of if you know there are some out there listening that are wanting to take on a new business venture or wanting to even grow, mm. is there any mistakes that you're like, yeah, probably could have uh, avoided that? <laughs> yeah, um, my biggest thing was rushing into things too quick. So I think for me it was an excitement thing. I would spent six months planning and doing market research before I even contacted a seamstress. So the six months I felt like went forever. And when I contacted my first seamstress uh she was great said she'd do the samples so I got excited gave me a date that the samples would be ready and here I am assuming the samples are going to be perfect the very first time which obviously I didn't know any difference so I started booking out photo shoot locations I started booking out models makeup artists hair artists everything you can think of I started booking out for the day after the date she gave me which was it so exciting at the time because I, I was like, oh, this piece of paper that I've got a drawing on is going to be a physical product. It's going to be on a model. So I just got really excited and did that. And then the day came. Basically, it wasn't another two months until I got the samples. So I really had to learn the hard way in that sense and kept pushing people back and being so sorry. Like, I'm yeah. really bad at this kind of thing. But it's all about trial and error and... I guess my thing would be take your time with everything and if you're selling a product, just make sure you have the product in your hand before you decide to book photo shoots, which you would think would be 
like everyone would know that it'd be common knowledge but when you're in the moment and it's yourself and you're it's your brand you're excited Mm. you do tend to do things and try to rush it um but yeah just taking your time and before you do anything I guess would be my little bit of advice yeah I think that's a great piece of advice because I could imagine yeah starting a new business and like everything's new and everything's exciting yeah you've been told a date you know that's that's (laughs) they need to you know hold up their end of the bargain but I guess you know we're all human so things can Mm. happen and and yeah do you stock just online or do you stock in person as well so for the time being I am just online via my website but I definitely basically I ideally for my second collection I would have liked to have started reaching out going to local businesses and seeing if they'd stock me Uh, but my second collection launched I think it was one week before the borders closed for COVID-19. So that was a bit of a hurdle for me because in that instance, a lot of the people I wanted to go see were either over the border. It was really, I'm in, I'm like a border resident. So that was hard in that sense. And especially just businesses in general, it was really, it still is really unknown territory. Businesses were having to close or only allowed limited people in the shop. So I decided, I was like, okay, my online's going good. I'll hold off for a little bit and I'll try again my third collection depending on how the world's going. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so third collections <laughs> come up very quickly for me and I am definitely looking at different local businesses that really align with me because I need people that businesses that are all about empowering women and just align with me on the same level in the sense of sustainability and environmentally friendliness and will really like understand where I'm coming from and my brand messaging yeah nothing worse than having your environmentally friendly products in a a place that it's just filled with you know throwaway bits and yeah exactly and, you know, yeah just doesn't doesn't align no so that's good. what are your goals with the business I obviously getting some stuff in shops yeah is one getting stuff in shops but my biggest goal is I started this swimwear label because during my time in Milan and studying I really saw that so many people and me myself before that trip I wasn't as educated either I really found that people aren't educated about slow fashion and like or fast fashion they aren't they don't know about sustainable practices and why do we do sustainable practices and why pick environmentally friendliness like a lot of people go I don't want to buy sustainable products because they're more expensive but that's like all those type of things Mm. and so from that I just really I want to raise awareness about sustainability and I want to educate the like my community most of them are women I want to educate women about these like slow fashion and fast fashion did you want to explain that because if there are any people that are listening yeah like I don't really know what it all means exactly yeah so basically fast fashion is all about they mass produce at a really low cost and so say I will make in a collection like I'm trying to think of like so slow fashion say I make a hundred in a collection they could 
a certain brand if they had that same pattern and just made it the fast fashion way with uh, unsustainable fabrics, they would make 10000 And they would make it for like a quarter of the cost that I would. Mm. So fast fashion as well, there's a lot of, uh, I guess, politics about if they pay their um, workers correctly as well because most of the time they are in third world countries. That's another thing about me is I do everything locally. So if I can't drive there, it's not in my business. And I know whatever, what all the circumstances are. Um, in the sense of swimwear, I use recyclable lycra. And that's actually made, it sounds really weird, it's made from ocean waste. Mm. But you wouldn't know it when you're like feeling it. It doesn't feel like a plastic bottle. But it's that whole sense of grabbing, like taking the waste, like taking the bad and turning it into something good. Mm. And that's what slow fashion's about. And slow fashion too is all like handmade. Yeah. It's just the way of life and it's just converting and acknowledging that it's the whole support local, support the environment movement. Yeah. Now you've got some pretty unique names behind your three collections that you've released. Tell us a little bit about that. So basically every collection is aimed about my whole persona of empowering women and making them feel strong. So my first collection was actually called Dare to be Different. And I the words are pretty self-explanatory. And it's all about I felt within myself that starting my business, I dared to be different. I went out of the norm and I went out of my whole working nine to five. So it was kind of a like message to my customers, you dare to be different too and my community. And all of these pieces, I have three pieces per collection for all my collections. They were named Freya, Dia and Salacia. And all of these pieces were actually inspired by uh, Walt Disney characters, as funny as that sounds. Uh, I've just always been really inspired by strong, powerful, independent women. And the women that I was inspired by from Disney were Ariel, Snow White and Belle. And if you look through my designs, you'll probably be able to see the similarities in the like color tones in the um patterns and the shapes and yeah then I went on to my second collection I wanted to follow it on and I want it to be a story for my community so the next one is wild at heart because everyone is a little bit wild wild at heart and with this one I took a different approach and it was for the go-getters and how I changed it up was I put the bikini names as the type of girls that were going to be wearing them. So I had Desire, Wonderlust and Daydreamer. So I found I was always a daydreamer, like daydreaming about Salacia Swim. And I had all these desires about how my I wanted my brand to be. I had so much Wonderlust because I always wanted to, tra- well, I do travel the world, <laughs> but I always was thinking about traveling. So it was just for the people that, yeah, the dare to be different girls, the wild at heart girls, And my final collection that I've just released uh, is just called I Am. And all of the pieces are I am inspired, I am empowered, I am strong. So towards my third collection, I got heavily into like mantras and self-affirmations. And that's just so I can keep at a high vibration for myself. But I was like, how can I incorporate this into my brand? I want girls to put this on and their friend to be like, oh, so what are you wearing? 
and they say, I am empowered mm. kind of thing. Yeah. And that really sticks with people because they're not just, I'm passing on that energy to mm. them. I'm saying like, this piece will make you feel empowered. This piece will make you feel strong. This piece will make you feel inspired. And I want them to remember that. And I'm just all about lifting up women and just bringing everyone up and making them feel good about themselves and wearing my bikinis or not wearing my bikinis. <laughs> I think that's amazing. Seriously, <laughs> I think that's... I, You know, I didn't realise that that was the reasoning behind it. You mm. know, I saw that I am as, yeah. you know, I am Grace. <laughs> yeah. like, this is me, you know, yeah. I'm a part of the brand. But for the fact that you... It's, yeah, passing on like you said, that energy mm. so that they, whenever they wear that, they feel a certain way yeah. and, and a positive way at that. Mm. So I love that. Well yeah. done. Thank you. <laughs> the next question I wanted to ask you and maybe one of my final ones is if there are anyone out there looking to kind of start or grow, do you have any marketing tips that could help others? And, you know, is there something that you did every day or every week that, um, you know, helped grow followers or helped grow, yeah, anything? I think with marketing, it is really trial and error. I've always uh, done a few things. So I've always been consistent with my posting feed. I try my best to post twice a day, every day. I post in the morning before people go to work and I post at night when they're either home from dinner, uh, home from work (laughs) or they're about to eat dinner type thing. I really try... It's just trial and error with the times though because the different customer that you're targeting will be online at different times. For example, if I was my girls that I'm targeting, I assume they work 9 to 5 or I assume that they're going to university so I go early in the morning or later at night. Where in a sense, if I was targeting, say, parents, I would go, okay, I would assume people put kids to bed around 8. I'll post at 9 because that's when the kids are asleep and the parents will be active. So it's just really about you really do need to do market research and know when your target market are going to be online or when they're going to be the most active and the most willing to read your captions. And captions too, people, especially now, have so much time to read. Don't just post for the sake of posting, like I post twice a day, but it's all quality. Like don't just think quantity Mm. in my posts. I'm always, I do my heading and say, I want to talk about, uh, like I want to educate people about fast fashion. Mm. I'll say fast fashion. So if anyone wants to read any further, they can read more. And then I'll have my splurge and my paragraph about it. Um, and also stories. I post about four stories a day. And really engaging with your audience. If you follow people, engage with them. Don't be a silent follower or like a ghost follower to them. You'll be liking, commenting, telling them what you think. Because if you're following them and they're following you back, you're on the same wavelength. Mm -hmm. They're following you because they like your brand. You're following them because you like their Instagram and what they're about. So you both align. So if you want people to support you, you've got to put it out there and support them. And just showing that interest with girls. And even if it's just their stories, if you don't feel comfortable doing it publicly, like, congratulations, you got that job. If she posts, you got a job or anything like that. It's just all about that engagement and showing people that you care and you take the time. 
I my at the start when I was I'm still busy but when I was struggling I had so many different things to do I was getting overwhelmed I after dinner I would go okay sit down I'm picking five stories to like reply to and I'm picking five posts to comment on yeah that's achievable and really personalize each one of them and that would take me 15 minutes tops and then that's my giving back to my community and supporting my girls for the day now I tend to do morning and night so I do it a lot more uh but that's just I've just learned how to juggle things a bit better uh in regards to Facebook Facebook ads I've had a lot of success with and just learning how I'm sure there's I listen to podcasts and YouTube and there's so many free resources online and it's so accessible that anything you need to know about marketing, you can honestly type it into Google and something will come up. Yeah. Um, but it's just taking the time for the market research is what I would kind yeah. of my little tip. There was two things that I wanted to talk about with that, <laughs> um, but mainly just, you know, I think a lot of people automatically go I want to have all these followers I need Mm. to have all these followers blah 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 and Katie who I spoke to on the last podcast episode she's like she's a marketing expert Mm. she's going you know Instagram Facebook think especially Instagram it's it's socials of to be social you know to interact to connect to have that kind of relationship with your you know audience and Mm. with your potential customers because if it's just about the following and the numbers, yes, you could have a really high number, but are all those people going to buy? Are all, any of those people yeah. actually interested in what you do? Or, hey, maybe they're trying to grow their following, so they're just following you to get the number as well. Yeah. And the other thing is, you know, I have studied marketing and I, you know, when people say find your target audience, I always thought, yeah, okay, you know, how much do they earn? You know, what do they Mm. do for work? You know, you kind of go through there. But something that really stuck for me was where do they shop now for that product? You know, Mm. what, who are you trying to target? Um, You know, if you are selling bikinis, um, where are they shopping now? And what's that price like? You know, what's, you kind of, and I, and that's what really stuck for me. It sounds weird, but yeah, you, can be, definitely. you can be given all of this marketing advice, but until it kind of puts it in words that helps you to understand, yeah, I find that um, super helpful. Yeah, and I find with the whole numbers thing that you just said, like I completely agree with that, that people get really caught up in, oh, they've got 10,000 followers, they must be selling 10,000 more bikinis than me. But how I think I've mentioned to you before even if you, when I had 200 followers on Instagram, when I very first started, I would always think and close my eyes and go, imagine 200 people being in front of me right now. That's my audience. And it's that whole mindset of visualizing that many people in your house. And that's, well, for my, it's a bit overwhelming. (laughs) You're like, wow, that's quite a lot of people around me. Um, So I guess it's that whole mentality of, appreciating everyone that follows you back and what you put into the universe always comes back to you so you sending out appreciation to these people that have taken the time to click follow and just really giving it back to them and showing them that you do care and you're a real person because people nowadays they don't like buying from a computer or a robot they like buying from real people and that they can stalk them and find their life story and find what their dog's name is like 
people, creates trust. Yeah, all about connection. So mm. I think that's just another thing to really remember. Yeah. But it is, I understand it is hard with Instagram and social media. It's so easy nowadays to compare yourself to other people, but you're comparing yourself to people that might have been doing this for 10 years and you've been doing it for one month. So it's not really comparable even. Exactly. So I think it's just all about not staying in your own lane, but like really just focusing on you and putting the energy towards you instead of the energy towards being jealous about someone else's successes. Because at the end of the day... Someone else's success is never going to damage yours. All right. Well, I think we'll wrap up here. So thank you so much for joining us here on the podcast. Shout out your socials. (laughs) Okay. So Salacia Swim's Instagram is salacia.swim. And then my website is www.salaciaswim.com. And then if you want to know the person behind the brand, my Instagram is GraceXBates, so B-A-T-E-S. Perfect. <laughs> thank you so much again. And, yeah, we'll end. Thank you for having me. me. No worries at all. <laughs>